Welcome to Watching Watchmen, a Lost Boys podcast with me, Jack, and me, Jacob. Hello, welcome to Watching Watchmen, a Lost Boys podcast presented by me, Jacob Stowworthy. And me, Jack Shepard. We're here because we have watched episode five of Watchmen season one, hopefully not the last season. <sighs> hopefully, definitely not the last, but perhaps the last, because Damon said it might be the last. Correct. You just, <laughs> you just said a lot of words there and they're all correct. Um, over halfway through. Big. Big. And this episode is titled Little Fear of Lightning. Which is probably a reference to the big squid causing all the lightning. Absolutely. Well, a little Google, which I do each week. And I'd love to know one day, be like, oh, that's a quote by this person. But it's a quote by uh, the author Jules Verne. And the quote is, if there were no thunder, men would have little fear of lightning. So I'm guessing Adrian Vate is like, if there was no thunder, you know, when he orchestrated his plan back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we go into the plan that he inducted in the 80s? Because not only do we learn about it here, but we see it, well, kind of see it, through the eyes of one Wade Tillman, who is a young, here is a young guy, but we know that that is... Looking Glass. Played by Tim Blake Nelson, who, sorry, love him so much. Give this guy more work on TV, because I want to see him week in, week out. I mean, this will be his Emmy episode. Yeah, this would be his Emmy episode. Do you reckon he's in for a chance? Yeah, but maybe. I mean, we've still got like another year of television. Yeah, very true. But right now, I, I'd say Tim Blake Nelson is, for me, oh, this is a really bold statement I'm about to make. Front runner. My favourite character. Your favourite character yeah. in this entire show? Yeah. Wow. And like, you know, I love Sister Night, obviously. And um, Laurie is fantastic. And even in a, in a few scenes here, she's hilarious. Um, and obviously, Lube Man is out there. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but Wade Tillman, yeah. So should we talk about the opening? Um, which you watched this episode before me and you were like, wow, the opening is so good. Yeah, I mean, it finally ties into the comics in like a very big way. Mm. Like we, I didn't think we'd be seeing this alien. We saw the squid, man. We saw the squid, the giant one-eyed squid that Adrian teleports to New York. So we start in a, it's like a fairground carnival. I had us vibes watching this scene. I yeah, us vibes, especially with the mirrors which we get into. Which we get into. I mean it reminded me it was a mixture of that and it chapter two, there's a big circus thingy. Because I was thinking Stephen King as well. I'm not yeah. seeing it too, but Stephen King vibes. I wouldn't worry about it too. But it has something very similar to this, which also is very similar to us. It's the year of it's the year of creepy fairgrounds. Creepy shit fa- goes down. Exactly. This is nineteen eighty five and this is the day that Watchmen readers will know is the day that Vate teleported the giant squid into New York, which killed three million people, but it was his plan to do it to save mankind, which we see him talk about later on. But anyway, after a few um I mean, Wade is a bit of an evangelist. He's like going around with leaflets trying to convince people that Doomsday is coming. And, and he kind of gets ridiculed for that, doesn't he? Yeah. He's with his, his Christian squad. Yeah. Led by his, presumably his dad. Yeah. And then... Uh, oh, and then he goes into, well, a hall of mirrors. Well, he gets pulled away by that girl who's, you know, manic pixie dream girl type I'll vibe. You. Yeah. Young Christian boy. Yeah, kind of bringing him through and you're like, oh, this is too good to be true. Because she's about to deflower him. And it is too good to be true. Because she just runs away with his bloody clothes. Runs away with his his trousers. In nightmare scenes. Oh, that is... More nightmarish than what comes next. Yeah, that is... (laughs) Well, (laughs) uh, maybe not. But that is is like a proper nightmare dream, isn't it? Where you wake up without any clothes on. Like Imagine being in a fairground where potentially there's like a killer clown and, you know, another version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Coming after you. The things that run through your head. Absolutely. (laughs) 
I mean, he, he's he's kind of lamenting himself and why he let himself get to you know lured by the advances of this woman when there is an all. I mean, and also we got careless whisper going on in the background. Yes, yeah. we do. I watched it with Saf in the background. She she wasn't paying attention because she's not caught up. Saf is my girlfriend. To those who don't know, and she started just going do 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 do. <laughs> and I was like, can you please stop? <laughs> this is killing the tension. That's so funny. The song comes back a few times in the episode Yeah, as well. yeah, we've got a cover. In fact, it's not the only song that's, that we hear twice by different ver- uh, different artists. Ooh. There's an almighty crash. I mean, that's putting it lightly. An um, almighty crash, yes, there is. And then what happens? The, the Everyone dies. So he leaves Fergan. He's like the sole survivor of this crash. I mean, he's in New Jersey, right, when this happens. Hoboken is New Jersey. Yeah, so just um, out of... So, but he's in what they call the psychic blast zone. Something he's, like that. Yeah, he's in the psychic blast zone. So what we go on to learn later is that he's like su- he suffers because when anyone who is in the blast zone of this accident and survived is traumatised by it, and that's why he wears the material over his face. Well, he's basically got... PTSD. PTSD, yeah. Big time PTSD. But before that, what we see is this camera panning back away from the fairground as he's screaming. And I love this whole scene. It's just so, so great. And then before you get it, you're in the heart of New York, a destroyed New York, which is horrible to see. But you just see this pulsating, giant, one-eyed squid. Straight out of the comics. And like, you know, mums out there, dads out there, whose sons and daughters are making them watch this show. You have no idea... Talk your mum. I'm probably gonna. Yeah, <laughs> mum. Look, I'm, this happened in the comics. Not. Don't think. What the hell is my son made me watch? This happened. I noticed something as the camera was panning away. What did you notice? Uh, the the street name. It said Sinatra Drive, and I was like, Ah, Sinatra. And then we hear Sinatra not once but twice. Oh, in this damn! Episode. Yeah, we hear the song New York, New York, and then we also hear a song called Some Enchanted Evening which is repeated at the end and it's an amazing version by someone called The Castells and it is on my Spotify playlist now. Nice. Is it on yours? Not yet, you but it, will, it will be now. So because of this whole thing that happened in New York 30 years before, it's kind of a bit of a no-go area we, we learn. New York has become a bit of a, let's just say it's not put it on the holiday destination map. No, you wouldn't want to go there after it's been squidded. It's been squidded. Um, so they're trying to do a rebrand, aren't they? And they, we kind of see oh, this gosh, this yeah. advert, which is like "Come back to NY" or something, and it's got people talking about. Presume, I mean, what's funny is they've obviously got green screens behind them, and they're not in New York. They're like, "Come back to New York," because you <laughs> yeah. know. Did you notice who one of those people was? Uh, it was the guy from Sopranos, Michael Imperioli. Yeah, <laughs> who played Christopher Moltisanti, which I think is hilarious. That's such a good cameo, a, che- a cheeky cameo from a Sopranos cast member. Amazing. I feel, I feel like that's like an alternate life for Chris, isn't it? It's like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what what could have been if there was a massive attack on Manhattan? He could have been alive. And oh, he's not eating calamari, is he? He he is eating yeah, calamari, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he he jokes, doesn't he? Uh, looking glass jokes. Uh, I don't think the calamari is a good touch. No, because everyone everyone seems to enjoy the advert, don't they? Everyone's enjoying the advert, but Wade's like, I mean, no one like no that. one likes it. No one wants to go there. Why are we bothering? But it reminded me of the whole way they're trying to rebrand New York because of something that happened there. It reminded me of Miracle in the Leftovers. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. They had that vibe, didn't it? In fact, that whole event of the squid dropping is very similar to the sudden departure and the leftovers, which for those who don't know, that's Damon's previous TV show. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. But that's like, you've got the event where 2% of the world's population disappear into thin air. And instead of focusing on why that happened, it focused on the people who were left behind. There's a chat later on in this episode between Wade and the radiologist 7K lady, uh, where she says, like, why is no one scared? Why is everyone walking around? Like, you know, squid isn't just dropping from the sky. And that reminded, that could have been a chat of the leftovers. It, yeah, it's it a really good point because both the shows share a lot of DNA. Mm. Like, both of them have the people in the after effects of a big event. And it is that alternate fu- future where something's happened along like the real timeline that's changed everything. Maybe da- I think Damon just likes a good dystopian world where everything's a bit different, doesn't he? And when when everything is like so normal and so relatable and so like, well, that is our world, and then this like crazy extraordinary thing happens, you know, Lost is is similar, and it's just that we we don't really know what it's like to live on a desert island but these are ordinary people you know who are thrust into extraordinary circumstances it does share dna it really does yeah he's he's all about the the human character the real characters of the and the human development and their personalities and the legacy sons and daughters and sisters and brothers and yeah all that apart from looking glass who <laughs> doesn't have family no so so looking glass has very He's been very scarred, like you say, he's got PTSD by this event that happened to him. But what he doesn't realise is that his worldview is about to be changed in a big way. And that's what this episode does, really, isn't it? His life's about to be rocked and maybe ended. Oh, don't, yeah. Oh, you just (laughs) remind me of the ending. In fact, you know what? I've still got some some huge unanswered questions about this episode. I'm intrigued to see what you think about it. Yeah. Uh, But we'll come to that. Things we do learn about Wade... He joined the Tulsa police force after White Knight, which I find interesting. That Brave. is interesting. Yeah. He was with someone called Cynthia. Cynthia Bennett, her name is. Um, we don't know if... Does, do we know if they they were married? Well, because she had his last name for a bit. Oh, okay, so they were. <laughs> that suggests that they were married. That suggests that they were. Um, they were together for seven years, and of course he has that quote where he says, seven years of bad luck. He does say seven years of bad luck. He also... I mean, she... I mean, Are we going to talk about her? Well, what about her job? Yeah, her what job. What she's seeming to be casually doing while he's chatting to her. What, murdering puppies? But 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 murdering the puppies that she has seems to have unsuccessfully cloned? Yeah, so this this must tie in to Ozzy. Yeah. I feel like that's... I mean, this episode does a good job of, of, of providing a few little lanes to, to Ozymandias, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities going on with that man. But, but isn't it funny that two weeks ago we had no idea how it was going to relate to anything? Well, I still, I, I mean, we had the idea last week of the kind of dream thing with Lady True and stuff. Yeah. But like, how does that link to this woman cloning people unless she works for True? True. We don't see the name True pop up as far as I know in this episode. What we do see pop up is, I mean, it's heavy on the corporations, this show. We have the EDA, which we later learn stands for Extra Dimensional Anxiety. And it's like the therapy group. Yes, and he, I guess, has been like sorted out with a um, alarm system and the uh, like the bunker place where he sleeps, which I'm assuming it's like made of the material that keeps away all of the, the, the the it blocks the psychic blast after effects. The that thing he is, from. his mask 
is yeah. made of. In fact, we hear what it's called. I can't remember, but I, I remember Googling it and it was nothing. It's like it seemed to be a made-up thing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the whole thing we discover is kind of made up because it's just... It's not... There aren't real dimensions and things. It's, it's just all It's just all a lie. Basically, they, they there's no science to what they're doing because no one understands it. So, so they're great. just kind of making it up. Which reminds me slightly of what we saw in episode three with Laurie when she's calling Dr. Manhattan and there's kind of the place where people can go and leave him a message. Yeah. Which is also feels like a lie. It feels like lots of people are profiting from terror, mm. basically. Mm. Lady True's doing it. With the Because that Dr. Manhattan place was hers. It was her place, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she owned the company that does all this as well. Yeah. Because she's... We're helping with the portals that the 7K are opening. Yeah, something crazy. It's got to tie in because the two those two stories right now feel so different and kind of like weirdly separate but yeah. and weirdly big in different ways. Like there's this whole white supremacist army growing in Tulsa and then suddenly there's Lady True doing something completely different yeah. with... Will Reeves, and it's like, what? Yeah. How are those two linked at all? Do you reckon the seven K? Uh, I mean, we're, we're rushing ahead. Let's 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 talk about seven K in, in the sense that we'll talk about how Wade got there in a second. But we learn that the seven K are doing these like experiments, but there's these portals, and like you throw a ball through one, and then it like it just falls out of the ceiling in another room next door, and they're doing all these tests, and Wade finds that out. Do you reckon? That's like funded by Lady True, then all of that. Those oh, it's a good question. Yeah, because I reckon it's gotta be. Yeah, it definitely could be because if she links back to Ozzy and she admires him so much, I mean, they're basically trying to find the same technology that he used. Yeah, because so with the squid. Yes. Is it that Ozzy grew the squid himself and then plunked it in there using a teleportation device? So yeah, he creates the alien. The squids that he teleports into New York. And now he's created all these little squids that keep coming down as well. Well, I guess so. But but where are they coming from? Well, I guess he... Because he's set them all up, hasn't he? That's what he says. He's right, like right, right. organised it all to happen because he's got this ma- massive plan to get Redford in charge. But before we go on to that, because that's yeah. also a massive thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Lady True and she seems to be going for the same technology that he was. And, I mean, maybe she's using him or maybe she i don't know maybe that's why he's in this weird simulation until he gives up some secret or something or maybe he gave up his secrets so then she would continue his master plan i don't know well the video that is shown to wade and we'll talk about who shows it to him and and what that scene entails because that ties into the end of the episode but the video that he's shown is of asian vi in 1985 i think he says and it's it's been recorded with the intention of showing it to President Redford on the day of his inauguration. Well, it's, it's taken a few days before the squid because he's like, oh, I'm just about to right. kill, kill three million people. Million. <laughs> and, and it was all part of this plan to, to, to save mankind, but also to get Redford into power, right? That's what he says. Yes. Yeah. So he tells Redford, like, <laughs> squid crow pro, or whatever, as, as Kane says. <laughs> yeah. Very good line. He says, you know, I did that. It was all a hoax. And then he talks about creating a utopia Mm. and things like that. Now, I have a feeling that the utopia is the place that we're seeing Adrian Veidt in now. Oh, very good. But he's been imprisoned in his own utopia. Yes. By President Redford because he's a war criminal. Yeah. 
That's my theory. Yeah. And Lady True and Redford, I think, must be... Or, or They're she in cahoots. Be, yeah. And he, she's inherited all of his company. I mean, I don't know if she's working for good or for bad or whatever. I think bad, because I think she's probably working. You know, Senator Keane says, we're working on something new or something different. Yeah. I think it is like the clock that Will and Lady True are working on. So I think Kane has got... I don't think they're 7K, but I think Keane is like the, the pathway between 7K and Lady True. If you mm, see what I mean? That's interesting. Um, but I think Redford probably banished Adrian Vi. It all backfired on him. And this like utopia that he created, he's now stuck in. Yeah. That's my theory. Well, it definitely backfired. Something happened with Redford because Redford wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. My confusion is, obviously at the end of Watchmen, we see that Rorschach's journals out in the world. Yes. So is that book therefore not published and like some weird underground book that the Rorschachs have taken on? Hence why maybe they're doing this? Yeah, or, maybe. Because the world doesn't seem to know that the squid was Ozzy's fault, even though it's apparently been maybe but, revealed. But do we know that for sure? I mean, oh yeah, we do because he 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 just found out that it was a hoax. Yeah, otherwise this video would not be a shock, would it? That's interesting. Because I'm like in my head, it's like Vite is like hated by the world, but but, he doesn't but, but, seem but no to be. no, but he's not. I was just thinking that, but he's not, is he? No, no, there's nothing that's happened for us to believe that. Yeah, it's almost like playing with what we know of him. Like we know we know that he's a bad guy. Yeah, but in the world, they have no idea. Yeah. So the only the only time you've seen Warshak's journal is the FBI pages that young Laurie's dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, so showed. he has. Yeah, he has the journal, doesn't he? But maybe he's got it because it's part of FBI ownership. Maybe they never let it. Yeah, let it out. Or maybe. I don't know. I don't it's know. interesting. Oh well, that would make sense because obviously, in the original, Laurie knows about. The whole plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a couple of the others do as well. But they decide to cover it up. And yeah. the only person who doesn't is Rorschach. And therefore, it would make sense for the FBI to be like, we should cover this up too. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want there to be mass hysteria and stuff. Like, it's happened. Yeah. That's all you can really deal with. Like, there's no way of reversing it now. We might, there is world peace. We'll just let that happen. Yeah. So maybe the FBI are covering up as well. Yeah. Maybe this uncover, this. Reveal is something to do with the 7K and Senator Keane's plan. Mm. Especially because Redford obviously covered it up. Yeah. Um, and Senator Keane wants Redford's spot, right? Yeah. He wants to undo what Redford's done, basically. Yeah. And he's he's been working for quite a while to try and orchestrate a plan. Yeah. And Angela's fucking that up, you know, for him. Well, it feels like maybe Keane's... I don't think Keane's working with Lady True. I think no. I think they're working against each other. Do you think? Yeah, I feel like we need a scene with them too, don't we? Yeah, it's it's so hard to tell <laughs> what the hell is going on yeah. there. Like when you think like 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 next level Watchmen, like what's actually going on behind the scenes of all this? It's like <laughs> it's it's a minefield. Yeah, <laughs> feels like all you need is one scene, and then you'll be like, ah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. But right now, it's like. What's she doing? What's he doing? Like, yeah. like he's definitely bad, because it oh, sounds like well, we predicted he had he'd have some time. Oh yeah, definitely seven k. I mean, 
Like Redford's obviously good, which is quite jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Redford, Redford's good. Redford's a goodie. Uh, um, I just think that he... I mean, okay, so Wade... Let's talk about his journey to the 7K bunker. Okay. The beginning of the episode, Laurie's like, finds the church where they filmed the, their videos. Yes. And let's talk of, like, a lettuce truck, isn't there? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous in that being... Because Red wants a sandwich. He's eating the sandwich and... Yeah. Look at guys like, where'd you get that lettuce from? Yeah, and it fell off the, <laughs> the truck, or it was in the truck of the guy that they, they pulled out, who's 7K. And then he's at his therapy group, and then a mysterious woman shows up who is lost alumni. She played Colleen in season three. Colleen, 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 Colleen. Colleen. One for the Lost Boys fans out there. <laughs> um, do you remember her? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she, she was in two episodes. Paul Malcolmson though is also in Deadwood. Yeah, I was the whole show. Say. Yeah, plays Trixie. Uh, but she shows up, so I was very happy to see her, and she seems very lovely. And she goes for a uh, big old pitcher of beer with our Wade, and then they have a chat. And she she mentions something else, which is like happens in this universe, which is Steven Spielberg released a film called Pale Horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not only that, but there's a scene in it with a little girl in a little red jacket. <laughs> yeah, the Schindler's List Schindler's references. List. So funny. In yeah. that. I mean, not Schindler's List. That's not funny at all. But funny that in this world he didn't release Shinners unless he released Pale Horse yeah and then uh, she gets her ride and then as she's driving away lettuce falls off and he's like <laughs> shit so he follows he finds a gun in the car and he goes into the building and boom it's a setup she planned this all she they have someone on the inside maybe because how else would he know they know that he knew about the lettuce I don't know I mean Keen I guess has access to all this Keen it's Keen all roads lead to Keen they even commandeered the radio when he radioed into yep. the police department. And anyway, she seems quite level-headed, <laughs> despite wearing a, a Rorschach mask. And she's like, we need you to see, we need you to see. And then, boom, Keane takes off a mask. And I wasn't surprised at this I, point. No, I wasn't surprised at all. You knew he was slippery, slippery yeah. mofo. I've just had a thought. Yes. Sorry to break context. No, 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 no. no. I'm on... just giving, giving context anyway, so please do. It's on this line because... What you just said about him being on the inside. It uh, My big question is, why has he got Laurie involved? Mm -hmm. But also, Laurie kind of sets up Looking Glass in this episode. She's the one putting all these things in his head, you know, to kind of go after Angela and stuff. And she oh, seems no. to know a lot. Is she bad? Oh, no. Is there a p possibility that she's working with Keen and that this is actually all a big... It's funny because earlier on in the episode, who is it who says, is it Looking Glass having a chat with Sister Knight? And one of them says to the other, do you, do you not trust Laurie or do you think she's bad? And then the other says, no, I don't think she's bad. And I thought, it's, you don't think she's bad at all, do no. you? No. I mean, no, no, I suppose because she's a hero in the comics as well. So maybe she's the one who set up the meat. Yeah, well, she, she would know that he knows about the lettuce because of the cactus microphone. <laughs> God, if red's bad, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't think... <laughs> I'm joking. I don't think red could be bad. No, I, it's Laurie, yeah. I don't think she'll be bad. I think she's being set up for something, actually. The thing is, Senator Kane brought her along and she's lured by the fact that she could clear the name of Night Owl, we're assuming. Yes. Right. And she comes... Why would he want her? So something Specifically that... Specifically her. Something that happens... Have you checked out PTpedia? No. 
So this is the HBO website that they've launched to coincide with the series. Oh, I have seen this, yes. Whereas <laughs> our man Petey, yeah. a.k.a. Percy, Percy, who's like documenting Love it. what happened online. And one of the things that he puts in Petypedia is what happened to Night Owl and Laurie. Right. So they, after Watchmen, went back into like crime fighting and then they got caught doing it. And then they got arrested, and that's where they've ended up now. Oh wow! Okay, so I I did not see that on there, and that and that's kind of proves what we thought. Yeah, yeah, great. We're great, aren't we? We're detectives. <laughs> yeah, Laurie. I mean, so Senator Keane is like, I am not a murderer. I'm a politician. Funny line. Yeah. Uh, because what what really is in it these days? And secondly, he says he's not racist like 7k he's just there to, to kind of keep keep them at bay almost and judge was doing the same for the police force but now he's dead there's a problem and he thinks that angela either did it or knows who did it he's not wrong no he's not wrong and wants him to basically um hand angela over to laurie yeah else he says he'll kill her and all her family so later on we'll talk about the pills by the way but later on at the end of the episode she, he does set up Angela. That's for her own safety? I think it's for hers and... Her families. And her families and kind of his as well. Because mm-hmm. he's now in on this big conspiracy and I think he knows that if he doesn't play game, something terrible is going to happen to everyone. I mean, his whole world's just been rocked as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been living with this PTSD for so long and as the kind of final scene when he puts the alarm back in the bin and yeah. realizes like oh he, he he realizes that it's all a lie but almost isn't convinced because he takes it back, takes out it back again. again just in case just in case so he's not he's in a very weird place and i think he knows that i mean he knows that laurie knows something's up as well yeah and i think he just he seems like a very confused man I at mean, this stage he is i think the thing with wade is he is definitely the apart from angela and Angela's family. He is, like, good. We know that. I don't tr- think for a second he's bad. He's caught up in a very, very murky situation. He knows a lot of crazy stuff. He's important. So, why the ending? Why kill him off after Why this? do they show up, the 7K, after he did what they told him? After they showed him what they wanted him to see? Why, you know, after knowing he ho- holds so many keys, why send them around to kill him? Because I guess he's a threat because he knows about the video. But and he they, knows about their plans. Like it's just like just a safety measure, isn't it? To be like So they literally used him to to, to get Angela Yeah. For, and then now boom, sorry, we're gonna get rid of you. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't see them enter, we don't see them kill him, we don't see them fire a gun. So I'm literally holding my breath. That he got he could fight for he's himself. He's fine. Instantly. Yeah. He's fine. I mean, there is that possibility, you know, you never know if someone's dead until they're killed on screen. So we don't know yet, but, you know. There's a bunch of Rorschachs going in there with guns. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look, look good, good for him. him. And it is like, like uh, that scene immediately made me think, well, Senator Keane's not just in charge of the Rorschachs. He is a Rorschach. Like, there is no way him and Judd are doing this for any other reason other than they're like white supremacists who are just... Seems like they can't be good. They must be part of that. At least that's what that scene tells me. It's yeah, like, yeah, no. Because 
I don't know, it's all lies and Senator Keane's definitely bad and you've put in the idea that he's linked to Lady True and I just, I don't know, I don't yeah, think Yeah, just because of the line where he says we're doing something different or something new, he says. He says we're doing something new, which involves the portal opening and I think it's got to involve the doomsday clock. Yeah, I'm just not sure if True is trying to... Like, maybe she's actually good. I don't know. Something's kind of hinting at me that maybe she's good. <laughs> so I don't... I just don't... Should we talk about... In fact, the the other scene that this could link to for theories Go is on. the Adrian Veidt scene where we see him put his contraption to good use by donning the... Which we, we kind of claimed it was, a few weeks ago, an astronaut outfit that he was wearing. Yes. And and he, he launched him... He's launched into the sky... And he goes through the dimension that we saw him um, discarding the corpses of Phillips and Crookshank's bodies last week. And he lands on, you know, in outer spa- space. What is that? Where is he? I, I don't know. Like on the moon or it's somewhere. The moon. It looks like the moon. And then we see why he's been killing them all. And, well, I'm assuming this is why he's been killing them all. And throwing their bodies onto the moon. Because he can then write the word, save me, out of their corpses. Gross. Um, so you can then communicate with a higher being who does see the message. Well, it's like a camera, isn't it? A it's like a camera. Thing. Satellite. So, who's he talking to? I Lady True. Yeah, I think, I think the comet that fell down last episode yeah. is somehow linked to what's going on in space Linked to Lady True and definitely linked to Adrian Veidt. And I think it's all tied together by him saying about his master plan and to build like a, a new utopia and that he's been using these portals all along and stuff. I think whatever fell out of the sky is like something he's done in like a portal or someone's done in a portal. Because there's no... She knew that it was going to be there at that exact time. Yeah, I know. I There isn't... I think there's no way this show's playing with time travel. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I don't think it's even playing with like other dimensions. Like that's not going to happen at all. It's very literal transportation stuff that's happening and going on in this show and this world. And I think that's like the essence of Watchmen as well is that it is all very like literal in ways apart from Dr. Manhattan. So how is he going to factor in? So they, I mean, there's got to be something with him, but I think because when when he was in space, he saw that camera thing. I I thought Doctor Manhattan initially, but I think everyone thinks it's Doctor Manhattan. Like the guy who's reviewing the show for us. Like so, I've just edited his review, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's probably Doctor Manhattan." I think the fact that everyone who's watching the show is thinking, "Oh, it's Doctor Manhattan," means it's definitely not Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> but 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 there's people who don't think it's Doctor Manhattan because when he's yanked back off, um. The, the the moon let's say it's the moon and he's he's yanked back down to his let's say it's the utopia god we don't know anything for sure <laughs> yeah. it's the games warden or whatever who yes. threatened him last week and said don't try and escape or don't try and do whatever that was two weeks ago the ga- two weeks ago and the games warden said you know I will shoot you next time you do any, any funny business I feel like everything he does is funny business funny business he says to the games warden Vate says your God abandoned you. Your God abandoned you. You know, what do you know? What do you know? And then the games one says, he's right. He's left us and he won't return. 
That's got to be about Docs Manhattan, right? That they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So that means that if that is Dr. Manhattan, that would mean that the game warden and all these clones of Crookshanks and Phillips is somewhere on Earth. Why would it have to be somewhere on Earth? Because they think Dr. Manhattan left them on Earth. Oh, so he's abandoned them on Earth and he holds Dr. Manhattan as... that. Oh, I just don't know. I feel like... Yeah, maybe maybe Dr. Manhattan did abandon him, but I don't think... Like, I don't think he's calling out to him now or anything like that. I think that's just kind of a... I don't know. You're right. The Vate scene, I mean, it's so heavily implied at the beginning with, like, the watchmaker's son and things like that, that Manhattan will link link in somehow. But I think he's... I almost think that Doc's Manhattan has completely abandoned everything and has stayed abandoning everything. There's a really interesting theory that maybe Vate's trying to become, like... Doc's Manhattan himself or something weird like okay, that. Okay, that's interesting. Which I don't I don't think is right, but I preferred the idea that maybe he was trying to make this utopia and then thought that maybe it would lure Manhattan back or something or I don't know. It, it just feel it feels like this hasn't been created by Manhattan. It's been it feels like something of Vate's own doing almost. Yeah. That is his punishment for what he did. And that I think the series will end with him getting rightly tortured and stuff for his sins, you know, for right. killing three million people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, something quite funny I noticed as well. There's a song in the episode by Sturgill Simpson. And I looked him up on Spotify and he's had an album out this year and a song on the album is called Best Clockmaker on Mars. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw that. All tying in. He's done it as a Watchman tie-in. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I want to speak to Damon and ask you if that was intentional. That's not the song he uses, but... Yeah. Speaking of speaking to Damon, yeah. I guess he's got a line-up with Damon Lindelof organised for Watching Watchmen. This guy over here. Amazing. Well, mate, that that is huge news. Talk about burying the lead. I know. So we'll have that. That's going to be after episode six. So it won't be after this one, but it will be... Thursday after episode six has aired, mm. we'll be talking about that one. So I'm I'm hoping it's a good one because everyone keeps going. <laughs> I've been told that I should do it after episode six. So yeah, everyone's fun. kind of positioning episode six as a, as a great one. But as far as I know, that's the only episodes. There's no more episodes that are out there like you, like for the press or anything. No, no one's Reviews seen Reviews only seem to kind of go up to six. So. Yeah. I would say like early when we were doing when the early episodes of this were out, there were a couple of people writing theories about this kind of stuff that we've been talking about now, but making it seem like they hadn't seen it early. Oh my God, really? Yeah, so I would... It's almost like a void... Well, they're like pretending they're experts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the so insincere. So it's almost worth avoiding some theories on the internet because some people are just theorising about stuff that they know is going to happen. Yeah, full disclosure with us, we have not been watching on. We have we have waited each week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really annoying. So let's talk about the end when Angela is turned in by Wade. Throughout the episode, we see uh, Wade try and find out what the pills were that was given to her by Will Reeves, or the ones she found in her car that Will Reeves had. Um, and he goes to Cynthia, his ex-wife, and that, and she says that they're, it's nostalgia, it's memories... Um, and they were outlawed, and it's very illegal. 
Um, and at the end, when Angela's getting arrested... See you a month, see you a month. Yeah, she fucking next a lot. So I think she's going to be... You know, she was like didn't want to see from Will anymore. I think she's going to be getting a lot of... <laughs> Will's memories? A lot of Will's memories. Yeah, it's insane. I don't really know. I don't really know how it works. Nor do I, but I'm sure we'll find out. Hopefully. Can't wait. So we see, once again, American Hero Story. <laughs> oh, yeah, this scene. Wade is eating his beans and watching... Um, some naughty, naughty, sexy, sexy scenes. Yes, he is. So, American Hero Story, which is a spoof of the Ryan Murphy show, American Horror Story. I got it right, finally. You did. Finally, got it Big right day. around. Yeah. Big yeah. day for me. Yeah, we only see it briefly, but he he seems a bit un, un, uh, unhappy when he sees that on the screen. Probably because he's a Christian, devout Christian boy who's not True. supposed to... You know, he was calling normal people sinners, let alone what they think about homosexuals. He wasn't switching off, though. He was watching it. Well, um, he's over that now, isn't he? He's not. His he's dad's not around to tell him off. Exactly. He, um, <laughs> he, he, um, we see Hooded Justice have sex with Captain Metropolis. Yes, Captain Metropolis. Two and of the Minutemen. In the, yeah, and there was lots of talk about um, them being gay in The Watchmen. Yeah, that was a big point in it that was kind of like why they ended up breaking up as a team as well because it all got in the press and stuff right so yeah and then you see red the next day going that wasn't have that didn't happen and all that yeah it's like no they it, it probably did happen but either way it's ryan murphy probably amping it all up ryan murphy's still event television yeah <laughs> yeah in this universe ryan murphy's still getting paid millions to make tv shows yeah i mean he got paid 500 mil in this universe so yeah man that is so much money i mean what do you think, if it's not going to be to do with Ozzy, then where do you think the clones is going to go? No, no, the clones has to be has to do with Ozzy. You think it has to do? Yeah, it's another avenue to Ozymandias, absolutely. You can't have two separate people cloning and it have nothing to do. I mean, what if all the policemen are clones? We don't know, we haven't seen We haven't seen masks. their faces, that's a good shout. Maybe there's loads of looking glasses. Maybe there are, I mean, oh, I'll be getting me, I'm just going to be really upset if he's dead. Well, maybe then another clone will walk out. Oh, like, that oh, would be amazing. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The fear I have when we discuss TV shows like this is that we ruin the surprise for ourselves. Yeah. That's the only problem. Well, that kind of happened with Westworld a bit when I was kind of like trawling all these Reddit forums. Yeah. And then actually, like, a lot of the things came true, like the Man in Black twist and things like that. And it was like, oh, if I hadn't been reading that, like... I would have maybe theorised, but not that heavily. It's like TV writers have to be five steps ahead now. Yeah. You know, I mean, what if this is multiple timelines in this? Yeah. I mean, be... I... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's not going to happen. No, That's I doubt like this will happen. Yeah. What are you most excited about in the coming weeks? I kind of want to know more about... I mean, obviously, I want to know more about Keen. And I mean, I, I am very excited about Lady True. And what she brings, she's like this wild card who's like entered yeah. the fray. I don't, and also, why? How is she working with Will Reeves? What's going on there? <laughs> Will Reeves, man, it's insane. That guy is low key being through everything. He's like a major character, but also hasn't been in it that much. He's like this general, this 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 decades Adrian Veidt. What you think? He's an anti-villain. I think he's a bad guy. You think Adrian? Oh man, I think Will Reeves is a bad guy. Uh, I really hope not. I don't think he is. You know, Do you he, not? At the end of last week, he was so shifty. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I think back to the first film we saw 
the very first thing in the show. And I think it's hard to underestimate how important, like, Damon makes the beginning of things. Mm. You know, there's a very big reason he started with a film with Bass Reeves in it. Mm. And, you know, he's the hero in that, and he's talking about justice being done. And I feel like a lot of this show is getting towards the way of, like, justice being done to people. You know, it's kind of being done to Adrian for being because of what he did. I feel like he's in his personal hell. You know, it's like a utopia turned upside down. Mm. I do really like your utopia idea though. Thank I should you. should add Thank to you, that. Sir. I think that's very good. And I think I've just I got th- another idea from what you just said. Okay. But yeah, I think I think justice is being done gradually, I hope. Mm. And I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and especially with the 7th Cavalry stuff. You know, one of the biggest things is that it, this is a show tackling racism. You know, the way you spoke to Regina about it and she spoke to it. We need to remember that, like, even though we have all these big theories, hopefully justice will be done to those men. maybe this is what I'm thinking now, based on what you've just said, is maybe Will, with Lady True, is planning something big, very destructive, something that's going to make his family question his actions. Maybe it's all... In the name of justice for white the white knight. Mm. I'm not even sure if it's for white knight. It might just or be just, for... just for racism in general. That's been rife in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, we saw a white hood in uh, Judd's closet. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we did. We did. There's the history of that as well. The history of, I mean, the Klan mask. The history of that in America. Mm. Mm. It's just this awful, awful. Maybe thing. he's creating a doomsday clock that when it heat reached a certain time, all. Awful racist are just going to disintegrate into nothing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrific? Yeah. Get rid of rid the world of the racists. Yeah. It is crazy how they've just let Damon do this story. I love it. But and it, they've done it justice. He's done it justice, man. Yeah. Well, as, I, in, as in, as in Regina, I'm talking about Regina thinking that he done it justice. It's, yeah. It's, it would be hard to imagine someone saying that about the Game of Thrones boys when they were supposed to be doing their... Oh, my God. Benioff and Weiss write a... Oh, yeah, their Confederate TV show. Confederate, yes. Which was about when... If slavery never if um, slavery was never abolished or something. Yep. Yeah, very misjudged TV show. But saying that, if Watchmen... You know, the storyline that Damon was planning came out in advance, maybe that would have also got... Yeah, that is you know? fair enough. Yeah, I think, yeah, especially because Damon himself does get backlash for stuff like Lost. You know, a lot of people see his name and they go like, he hasn't done anything good. Which those people need Prometheus to and Cowboy and get a brain. <laughs> they need to get a brain, those people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you're one of them, get a brain. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen between Laurie and Angela now? This is something we have. This is a low-key important episode for Angela. She gets found out. She gets found out. She gets arrested. I think right now, I mean, if she's in a state to be able to do this, I don't know what's going to happen after she's literally... I mean, I, I'm assuming she wouldn't have taken those pills if she didn't know that taking them all wasn't going to kill her, personally. Yeah. Like, she must know what nostalgia tablets do. Yeah, but she also looked very panicked when she did it. But Wade didn't look too worried. He just looked aggrieved at what he'd just done. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But... She's going to have to come clean to Laurie. Yeah. She's just going to have to come clean. They're going to have to team up and it's going to be like, you should have just accepted her coffee a few weeks ago. Or maybe not. I don't know. Because Regina made it sound like that decision was very loaded. Yeah. Well, Laurie knows about 
granddad now, well, doesn't she, he? Well, because she knows that there were wills under the thingy. She knows she 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 then sent it off and then found out that it was her grandfather. But she doesn't know that he... Well, we don't know that he killed Judd. But, you know, we we don't... None of us know anything. I mean, Laurie's kind of... She's she's getting getting to the centre of this mystery quickly. Well, not quickly, but she's getting there. A few episodes, yeah. I think... She's done it. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder what's going to happen between them because, you know, Laura, neither of them can trust each other, but then now feels like the time when they're going to have to work together to end this because it's too big. You know, we've seen we've seen pieces in play that are huge. Like, we've seen that the 7th Cavalry have teleporters and stuff. Like, how is that going to play out? Like, you know, you've got racists running around, th- like, with all this power. And even though Keane says he's, you know, in charge of them, he's not really, is he? Oh, no, no, no. He, he He's not at all. And especially now Judd's dead. I think if Judd, Judd was there to maybe, you know, share the load, as it were. I think he's worried now that Judd's gone. Because it's almost... That that must be why he kills Looking Glass as well. Because oh, he's, he's worried. He's worried that, the, that it's all going to get out. Yeah, no, probably. I think this has probably turned Keane into more of a maniac. Yeah. This whole thing. And he's going to turn into, you know, verging on supervillain. I think, yeah, maybe he's the real... The real villain of the series. Yeah, well, you know, we did call that, I think. We did not trust him for a second. No. He he was awful with Angela, the first scene we see him in. I mean, going back to Legacy, sorry. Yeah. You know, his dad did implement the, the No Superhero Act. Very true. And so, and he then tried to almost bring back masks to do in um, Tulsa. Yeah. Which is basically retracting what his dad retracting did in what some his dad way. Did. And he was also kidnapped and we did say this was staged when it happened at the funeral of Judd yeah but their their body the person who took him was wired up to something that was going to explode you know yeah it was almost like a a safety measure against it's it all crazy you know endangering a lot of a lot of plans but we called that we did call that he, he kind of looked set up he yeah but then if it was if it was wired up and stuff then what was the what was the actual plan? What was that the plan to make him look? I mean, the obvious thing was just to make him look now innocent, him, and then he's on the news or whatever. Yeah, as the innocent man, he's playing a huge game. Yeah, he's manipulating a lot of sides. He's going intense on that campaign trail. <laughs> yeah, 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 he is <laughs> going intense on the campaign trail. And then he'll bring in all his white supremacist friends, and he claims to not like them though, and he calls them racist and stuff. Like I think that's a play. Do you think it's? I a play? think that's just to get Looking Glass on side. That's definitely a, a lie. Shit, man, Looking Glass. Oh, R.I.P. No, R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, Jack, it's been a pleasure. Um, I'm very excited for episode six. What do you think is going to happen in episode six? I reckon this is the episode. I think this is going to be heavy on Adrian Wright. Oh, interesting. That's my prediction. I think that aspect of the show is going to come into focus a lot more clearly. And I think by the end of next week, I think we're going to have an idea about the whole thing, the whole utopia or whatever it is that he is in and how it relates to Tulsa. Mm. That's my prediction. I'm I'm not sure what's going to happen in the episode, but in the trailer we did see 
that shot of Dr. Manhattan coming down. And I feel like this episode, because everyone's, because we've been halted here, I feel like that episode, the episode is just going to end with that. And then, and that's just going to be it. Oh, and then, shit. and that's why they haven't shown press it because like everything after that will be like Doctor Manhattan going crazy or oh, something. Oh shitting! Okay, yeah. I, I hope like... it doesn't end with that though, because if they've shown that in the trailer, then it's like, <sighs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows where Damon's gonna take it? That's what I love about Damon. You never know. So where can people find us online? Uh, watch it, Watchmen Boys. At Watchmen Boys on Twitter. Uh, and then I'm on Jacob underscore Stoll. I'm on Jack J Shepherd. And then if you want to give us a follow at Lost Boys Pod, please do. That's where we discuss the TV show Lost. Jack's never seen it before. He's watching it for the first time. And I'm watching it for the, that's right, the eighth time. Because I'm a big time loser. Yeah. Uh, but we'd love you along for the ride. It'd be great. And we're just resuming our fourth. Season uh, four. Season four. So, we're yeah. We're here for season four of Lost. That's about to start. About to start. So if you just want to jump on or if you want to go back from the beginning, now's the time. Now's the time. Thank you for listening. And Jack, thank you. Thank you, Jacob. It's been, it's been a pleasure. It has been. This has been Watching Watchmen. A Lost Boys podcast. Jack and Jacob.